Good morning. You know, I, I also do sing happy birthday to myself, and when it's my birthday, I only you, Marty. You know, this week I was talking to a brother, and we had a conversation, and he was telling me how he was putting a lot of effort into, you know, making his wife feel great at home. So he told me that he was actually, he was doing the laundry. He did the laundry, the day he did the laundry, he did her laundry. I did her laundry. I mean, I cooked the whole day. I was cleaning the house all day, and I mean, I really wanted to please her. And then, you know, at night, you know, I talked to her, and I, and I, and I said to her, you know, how would you rate me as a husband? I want to know, you know, what do you think? How am I doing as a husband? You know where this is going, right? So the wife said, well, from 1 to 10, I'll give you a 7. <laughs> so he felt, he felt, but I got up early in the morning, I cleaned the house, I cooked, I did your laundry, and you give me a 7. He said, well, I just gave you an average of the whole week, not just today. You know, and I was talking to him, and, and moral of the story, don't ask that to your wife. No, it doesn't, yeah. doesn't go good. Um, and just if you're wondering if it's Brian and Eric, and no, it's not them. Okay. They are above average. Come on. Actually, we're, actually very, we're actually very proud of the, you know, the, the, how they do in their marriage. So they're doing really good. They're definitely above average. Give them applause. But you know, nobody wants to be average. You know, I don't know how many of you got up this morning saying, thinking... I want to be an average person today. I mean, if I were to ask you today, how many of you want to be average? Raise your hand. No, nobody, okay. If I were to ask you, you know, I mean, how many of you decide that your kids will be average kids? Probably, yeah, no, you want above average, right? Or maybe, maybe you want to marry somebody, you want, you know, I just want to marry somebody that's average. <laughs> Maybe, you know, you probably want to hear this, but, you know, when somebody's talking to, you know, you're talking to somebody, he's like, oh, how's your wife? Oh, my wife is average. <laughs> you would not say that if you want to stay married. <laughs> but, you know, we don't like average. Average is like, you know, the problem is that we don't consider ourselves average. Right? We don't think that we are average people. But the truth is, the averages, see here, Averages are an indicator of what's most true about, about most of us. Isn't it true? Yes. The averages are an indicator of what is true, most true about most of us. And you're like, well, I don't want to be in that category. You know, many of you will start thinking, well, we live in the United States, and the United States is a, place, is a country that is above average, right? I mean, our economy, our economy is above average. <laughs> the standard of living is above average. Maybe the city that we, you know, cities that we live in. I mean, San Gabriel. I think this is a above average community. Yes. Will you say that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we start feeling well. We live in this country. You know, we're not really above average. So I want to, I want to help you out with that. Okay. okay. So I, I did some, you know, some research, and actually, this, of course, Google doesn't say always the truth. Oh. But this, this I, I found some really good surveys, you know, done by Harvard and some really, you know, prestigious universities. So, I found what the average American looks like. Maybe you want to be average and, you know, maybe it's cry to you. So, I'm going to give you some, some stats here. Okay. The average American 
spends 103% of their income. This is the average American. Now you don't have to do the math here to know that this is not going to work. Now the average American also has $15,000 in credit card debt. You know, we're not talking student debt, car debt, just credit card debt. Average, average, I, I thought it was kind of low actually. $15,000, average American, $15,000 was it. 23 pounds over the ideal weight. Don't look around. You know. The average American hates their jobs because of their boss. Now this is not time to be cheering, yeah, you're right. This is some, uh, but you know, there's a little more, maybe you're, you're like, well, I'm not part of that category, but let's look at this one. The average American dad spends 27.5 hours engaged in entertainment or leisure. Wow. That means like, you know, it's in front of the TV or doing some golf or, I mean, that's, it's kind of even hard to think of. This is the average American, maybe not you, I don't know who those people are, I want to talk to them. But the next one is pretty bad because the average dad spends seven hours a week engaged with his kids. So they find a way to spend seven hours of leisure and entertain, but only seven hours with the kids. This is true. I mean, you can look it up. This is the average American. So I don't know if you want to be the average American. I have some other stats here. The average American uses a form of deception in one out of five interactions. I don't know how many interactions you had this morning. But some of them were, you know, were deception. Maybe the people, you know, hosting, you know, may have any interactions they have. You know, they're above average. Then, you know, they're they're not part of this group. Next one, the average American has eight seconds of attention span. That's long. <laughs> we are just short of the goldfish, which has nine seconds of attention span. So if you thought you wanted to be part of the average American, I don't think you want to be part of the average American. I mean, I don't actually have to tell you that. Nobody wants to be average. We actually resist average. We don't think of us as an average. But you know, the incredible thing is that Jesus didn't want you to be average. Jesus didn't want you to live a life that was average. And in the scriptures today, we're going to look at one principle that he thought but in, in, in he, you know, he says that if we live this type of life, we're going to have a life that is above average. Okay? All right. But, you know, I want to see what kind of, you know, audience do we have this morning. So I want to kind of test you a little bit. Is that okay? Okay. You want to test if you're above average? Okay. So I'm going to put some phrases in the, in the screen, and then you, get, you just have to complete it. If I put the phrase, you have to say the rest of the phrase. You get it? So just as soon as I put it, you say the word, everyone together. Okay, got it? Let's get started. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. There you go. That's pretty good. The next one. Turn the other. Uh, one more. He will give the, the share off his back. Yeah, he's pretty, pretty above average. And I didn't have to say anything. Look at you. Above average people. But you know, the, the truth is actually, if you just know these things, you're just average. The real question is, do you know where you can find these things? On Google? No, not in Google. Where, where do you find these verses? 
in the Bible. That's not an above average. That's just average. We're in church. Come on, the Bible. Yeah, what else? Who, you know? Sermon of the Mount. Oh, it's on the front row. Above average people. Sermon of the Mount. Yeah, Jesus, you know, sometimes you think about these are, these are things that people made up. These are actually things that Jesus talked about. And now we're going to look at them this morning. Um, now the, the, you know, I had three points for today, but uh, I ended up just getting stuck with one. So point number one is just give more than expected. And now we're going to look at these situations where Jesus talked to people, and he's teaching them. And the Sermon of the Mount is actually one of the most incredible sermons ever preached. I mean, Marty is an incredible, incredible preacher. I mean, Marty is actually the best preacher I've ever heard. And just so you know, Marty, the average person, the average age of an American is 37.5 years. So you are above average. There you go. You guys are ready? Alright, let's look what Jesus talked about. One of the first interactions he had, he said, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. You know, back then there was this law of retaliation. It was called the Lex Talionis. It was actually a law. That if somebody took something from you, you actually, by law, you could go and get them back. And, and they actually made this law because, you know, when somebody wrongs you, you kind of start telling your friends, and you're like, you kind of, you know, trying to like, you know, that person did that to me. So they actually started doing that. So actually, tribes and you know, different families were against other families. So they were like, hey, we have to do something about this. Let's come up with a law that these people actually have the right to go and do something, but they they are the only ones that can do something. Not the family, not the tribe. So if they take a, if they took a cow from you, you actually by law could go and take a cow from them. That's by law. Now, you couldn't go and take a cow and two chickens. <laughs> but, uh, but you can actually go and, you know, and, and take something from them. And, this, you know, they're very interesting because when somebody does something to you, you want to get it back. Yeah. 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 I feel a little restless with this. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking when I, when I was... This, I have this picture of memory when I was a kid. I was about six years old and I remember because we used to run under the table. So, you know, I was pretty small. And I remember my sister did something to, to get me mad. And, uh, and I was like, man, how, how can I get her back? So what I did is I, and I, I got one of, his, one of her dolls. Sorry. And I took the arms out <laughs> I took the arms out of the doll. And, I, and I, we, you know, this is back in El Salvador. And I threw him on a well. <laughs> and I made sure that she was watching what I was like. So you can imagine she, you know, she got mad and then now she starts following me around the house with this like chancla, what you call it, like like you know, a sandal. So she's following me around the house and, and you know I'm running around, I remember going underneath the tables and, and there was this corner of the house and I couldn't stop. And I just went and hit myself. You know, I still feel it right. <laughs> and I and I opened my head. So you know, I got on the floor and I'm just like dying. <laughs> And then my mom comes and you know, she grabs me on her arms and I'm just bleeding and, 
And I'm looking at my sister on the other side, and I, and I want to make sure that she gets the bag, but somebody got her back. You know, and she's with my, my grandma, and, and my grandma, and I was like, just get her, come on, hit her, do something. And my grandma kind of went like, hit her a little bit, and then I, you know, I passed out. I was like, yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, I was thinking like, we have this in our, in our DNA. We want to get people back. Jesus, you know, starts saying, you know, I'm going to change this. I'm going to challenge this. I'm not going to abolish the law, but I'm going to change this. He says, this is what people do. This is what average people do. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. Actually, what you need to do, if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn them to the other cheek also. Somebody asks you, you know, somebody slaps you on the right cheek, you have to turn the cheek. Actually, he says that, the right cheek. This is very, very interesting because sometimes we take this out of context. Because we think that, you know, it's okay for people to bully you or it's okay for them to hit you. And it's not okay. But, very, you know, if you think about it, it says that if somebody hits you on the right cheek, now 85% of the people are right-handed. So if they're going to hit you, they're going to hit you on the left side. Right? Because you don't go like this. <laughs> i never seen somebody... <laughs> but it was a big you know, offense if people will, will slap you on the right it was like one of the biggest offenses and, you know, and, and everyone knew that everyone hated that and just, if somebody disrespects you if somebody slaps you on the right kick <coughs> turn the other chick now that is an above average response yeah and you say, well, that's pretty hard. Well, he continues. If anyone wants to sue you uh, and take your shirt, hand them over your coat as well. Now, there was a law. Very interesting. They didn't have so many laws back then. There was a law that if some, you know, there's a lot of poor people, so, you know, they couldn't take, you know, your car or your house or whatever. So they can actually take your clothes away. Uh, but they can only take your, the inner garment. So, you know, the inside, you're supposed to still keep, you know, you can keep the coat because, you know, people will leave outside in the streets and, you know, it was humanitarian thing to keep, you know, at least keep your coat, right? But Jesus said, hey, asking something from you, if somebody's trying to take something away from you, give them your coat also. Not just what they're asking, you know, just give it to them. I don't tell you, just go by the law, go above the law. Go beyond that. Go be above average. One more. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Another law. If a Roman soldier back then uh, had, you know, but could ask you to carry their gear for one mile, and you're supposed to do it. If you don't do it, you go to jail. So, you know, they will take advantage of people. They will say, hey, you know what, can... Can you take my stuff? Actually, it's by law. You have and the Jews hated this. They didn't like them. I mean, they were like, oh, man. And, and they actually, they will count the steps. It's about a thousand steps, about a mile. So they will count the steps. And it was a thousand steps. I'm not walking anymore. I did it by law. Take it. And the problem was that they, they actually, they just find somebody else. Okay, now you take it for another mile. But Jesus said, hey, if somebody asked you to go one mile, go two miles. Go another mile. And then these people are thinking, what are you talking about? So you want people to take advantage of us? Is that what you want? 
It's like, no, I want something more for you. I want a life that is above average. I want you to give more than expected. Um, you know, the, the interesting thing is that we all want these things. Can you go to the next slide? Oh, wait, sorry, I missed one. There's one more. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Uh, another law back then was that, actually every seven years, it was the lending law, every seven years people will forgive your, you know, your debt. That would be awesome. <laughs> I don't know if that, you know, should bring that back. But they actually had the, you know, you know seven years, everyone, everyone's debt are forgiven. Everyone. So on the sixth year, people start getting stingy. Because they were like, well, the next year is coming, and, and this is going to be more than a gift, and, and something I'm, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to get it back. But Jesus said, hey, if somebody needs something from you, just give it to them. If they're asking you for something, that's not, if, if they're in need, you don't care about the seven years, you, you go and give to them. And, you know, next one. And, uh, you know, we, we want to be this type of people. I mean, we want our kids to grow up to be this type of people. That, you know, that they, they're humble, that they give a share of, you know, out of their back, that they go the extra mile, that they always are helping those in need. Don't we want people like that? Yeah. I mean, we want, you know, we want people to think that we are like that. Yeah. I mean, we want to think that we are like that. And, you know, the, the, the interesting thing about these things is that, um, you know, we are supposed to be living this way. If you're a Christian, God is asking you to live this way. You know, I know people like this. Um, one person that comes to mind is William Martinez. I don't know if you know him, but he actually helps with the, uh, uh, the AD on the back. Um, he studied the Bible with me. Very interesting, because actually, I met him around my birthday. And, uh, and he, you know, I met him like the week before, and, and I told him it was my birthday, like on Wednesday. So on Wednesday, he called me. He called me and said, happy birthday. I said, hey, who's this Perfect coffee. <laughs> it was probably the first person to say happy birthday to me. I was like, this, this is a little above average. <laughs> and, and after that, you know, he, he started reaching out to me. And um, you know, he, he offered to study the Bible with me. He said, hey, I'll pick you up. Yeah, you pick me up. Oh, I'll see you. Sure. <laughs> to drive, that's awesome. And uh, we'll go to eat. And I said, I'll pay for you. What do you want? So, this is above average. This is people don't do this. Anyway, and I was a little like, you know, curious, and I was like a little aware of what does he want? Because he was treating me in a way that it was above average. Actually, William Martinez, as a site, I became a disciple, and he helped me through the whole process. After that, I mean, he started helping me with so many things in my life. I mean, I had this. Yeah, my sense. <laughs> I had this bunch of tickets that I have accumulated. I was collecting them, I think. Um, so I, I owed like three thousand dollars in tickets. I was like, ah, I'll just you know, figure it out later, and, you know. And this thing just exploded, like this, you know, Matt works there. And so he actually helped me. He, you know, he filled up this form. So I ended up paying like seven hundred dollars. I mean, he cleared. He helped me clear it out. I was like, man. Nobody has helped me like this person before. Nobody, nobody has gone their, out of their way to help me. He's above average. And I know that he still does it to this day. And I know that he did it with every person actually he studied the Bible. And the majority of those people are still here. And you know what? That's one of the things that attracted me to church. Because here, 
We were leading a life that was above average. You know, if I'm a kid, I want my kids to come to this church. Because I believe that we are a church that is above average. Amen. Um, but you say, well, those things are pretty hard to do. Turn the other cheek. I mean, give more than you expect to go the extra mile. And, you know, let's change gears a little bit. Now, what's expected from you? What do people expect from you? To say, what, what does your, your wife or your husband expect from you? you know, that's not, you know, just think about it. You know, what, what do your kids expect from you? Maybe what do you expect from your kids? And, you know, we, we have this, expect, we don't like expectations. Because we feel like this, it's like we have something hanging on our neck, right? It's like we have somebody, somebody I don't want to do what somebody else is telling me to do. I want to do things because I want to do it. And Jesus says, I want to give you that opportunity. You don't have to leave to please people's expectations. You can choose to go above their expectations. That's something that you can choose. You know, it's not they're asking you. You can actually do this. Now, you know, you, you say, well, people think take advantage of you. Let's think about it for a second. Let's say you decide to treat your wife in an above average way. You know, that Saturday morning, you know, or, you know, that she treats you the same way Saturday morning she gets up and she's like, honey, today we're just going to watch, watch football. I'm going to be here with you. You know, I'm going to bring you food, whatever you need. Drink, you know, I'll, I'll just be with you, you know. We can watch football the whole day. I'm here for you. I love you. <laughs> what, we ha- you know, what, 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 hap- what would happen if, if the husband decides to get, you know, early from work and go home, you know, 30 minutes early and help get dinner together and, and get the kids ready and just, what do you think will happen? What would that do to your relationship? You think that they would be taking advantage of you? What would happen if, if you know, if you're a teen and, and your parents expect this good grace for and when they tell you, hey, go clean your room, it's already clean. Wow. Hey. <laughs> Jesus back. Wow. Hey, go do your homework. I, I'm done already. Oh, here's my report card. Only ace. I helped out with dinner. Whoa! Man, I go watch TV or something. <laughs> what would that do for your relationship? If you were to go above and beyond, what would that do for your relationship? But Jesus wants more than average life for you, for us. Um, you know, the, the, the thing that these things have in common is uh, that they are relational. If you think about it, the stories that we read, actually it's about broken relationships. It's not just, you know, it's situations where people decided to have this relationship, but they did something wrong. For example, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you can relate to this, but maybe somebody has hurt you in your life. You know, somebody just did something wrong to you, and, and you know, and a, what you want to do is just hurt him back. Maybe somebody just, you know, stole something from you. And maybe stole something that you can't get back. And, you know, and people tell you, I mean, you should get him back. You should, you know, go in and, you know, do something. You should talk to the police. You should figure something out. You should do something about it. 
Maybe somebody exploited you. Maybe somebody in power, you know, power over you, and, and you, you felt, always felt like exploited. They were taking advantage of you. Or maybe just I mean, somebody would burn you. There's somebody you've been helping all the time, and just there, you know, and, and they just keep repeatedly, you know, burning you. And, you know, maybe somebody, somebody comes in mind right now. But what Jesus wanted to, with this, if somebody hurt, hurts you, you turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. Somebody trying to do something wrong to you, you're above our response should be to not retaliate against them. Now, I can think about, you know, different relationships that you, you know, I, I can think of something that I can have. And actually, I was thinking about it yesterday. Um, uh, this person that every time I say hi to, that's when I want to say hi, you know, just kind of ignores me. And, you know, and I've tried different things, and, you know, and I, I, I tried, you know, I was like, no, I'm a Christian, I, I, I do, tried again, and, and I tried again, and, and every time I just felt like, man, this is ignoring me. So, you know, if I got to the point where I was like, eh, I'm just going to give up. I just want, I'm not, I don't want to try anymore. Yeah, I, I just want to retaliate. Every time, I, I just not, I'm not going to look at them. You know, and, you, and, and, and you're feeling your heart that I was wrong. And I was thinking about this yesterday. Man, that's I, I I wrong. And that's something that I, I do need to repent from. Um, but I was thinking about what about your relationships at home? What about your family? What about somebody that has hurt you? And then you just want to retaliate. Maybe in this whole relationship that you have, it's, it's all messed up because you are just retaliating. And Jesus is saying, hey, I want you to have above average relationships. That when somebody hurts you, you don't just hurt them back. You help them. You love them. And when somebody stole, you know, takes something from you, you know what? You just, you're just generous. And you give them more. Maybe they have needs. And somebody is exploiting you, you, you just go the extra mile. When somebody burns you, you know, you just help them again. And I'm not talking about just being naive and just, you know, oh, I'm just going to give all my money. And, you know, God still wants us to be wise. But the heart of this, that when you respond in an average, you know, above average way, people respond back in an above average way. When you go beyond and you don't want to just treat them the way they deserve to be treated, people respond in the same way. And you say, well, but these things are pretty hard. Actually, I can tell you that it's impossible to live like that if we don't have Jesus. Because when we, when we look at Jesus, we see, we see somebody that went above and beyond our expectations. And we feel the, you know, that gratitude that somebody treated us in a way that we did not deserve. And we feel like, man... My response should be, I don't want to just keep being a jerk. And it moves you to a, a, a response. I want to have a relationship with this person that is going above and beyond. Yeah. You know, Willie is my best friend. I want, him, I want him around all the time. And I want to imitate him. And I try to imitate him. Um, but, you know, you don't, you don't have to just do all those things by yourself. You know, it's actually pretty. I mean, I don't know anybody that can do those things. But if you have Jesus, you have an opportunity, you have 
you, you have you know, the, the paved road, is, the, the road's being paved. And you can walk through it. Before we could not have a relationship with God, now we can. Because Jesus, you know, Jesus is saying, hey, just, you can follow me. I, I'll, I'll go with you. Now maybe there's people here that have been living an average life. You know, if you're visiting today and you say, well, you know, I, I have been living an average life and I want to live it ab- ab- an above average life. Uh, the other question that bugged me last night um, was that if Jesus were to look at our church right now, what would he think? Would he look at us and say, this is an average church? And honestly, the, the reality, I don't, I don't think we're an average church, but I think there's different things in, in, our, in our church that we have been doing average. For example, our evangelism. You know, how, how much we are really going after people and helping people and, and just leaving this out. You know, going the extra mile and helping people become disciples. You know, how much, how, how much have you been doing that? And I think as a church, you know, I don't think you would be like disappointed and be like, oh man, you guys are very time, let me not talk to you. I think he will, he will come and he will love us and he will respond in an above average way. He will say, hey, I understand. But that, I want you to understand that that's not the life that I want for you. I want a life that, for you that is above average. I want your church to be a church that is above average. That, that is reaching out to people, that is helping people, that is transforming lives. That's what I want for you. Um, let me ask you some questions. What would exceeding your spouse's expectations would do for your marriage? What would that do for, for your marriage? You know, if you, you know, you decide this week to, you know what, I'm going to treat my wife in an above-average way. What would that do for your marriage? What if you decide to exceed your, your boss's expectation? And you say, you know what, Wednesday afternoon, it's late, I'm tired, but I'm just going to talk to my boss and I'm just going to tell him, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of tired, I'm ready to go, but I just want to make sure, can I help you with something? Do you need anything? I mean, is there anything I can take off your hands? What would that do for your relationship with him? What would that do for your career? What if you were to treat your kids in an above average way and you were to exceed their expectations? What would, you do, what would that do for your relationship with them? What would that do for their future? You know, and I think, Keith, what would, what would happen if you were to exceed your parents' expectations? How do you think that would go for you? How do you think that, you know, that would go when you ask for something? You know, God wants us to live a life that is above average. Yeah. I mean, he said, I mean, it's some crazy things that he said. Somebody hates you, turn the other cheek. Somebody staking the dance with you, go an extra mile. You know, um, I think as a church, you know, we don't want to be a church that is average. No. I mean, I don't want my kids to grow, in a, to grow up in a church that is average. Yeah. And I think we have the danger of doing that. But, you know, today you have the opportunity to ask the group, you can decide to not be above average. Because the reality is that some of us have, you know, are in that category. 
And again, I know you don't like it. I know I don't like it. I don't want to be in that category. But God is saying, you can get out of that. I don't want a life like that for you. You can live a life that is above average. So I want to, I want to close with giving you something to do. Okay? This week, just find ways in which you can exceed people's expectations. You know, think about it. Well, I don't know what is it going to be. I mean, and honestly, I don't, I don't know what is that going to do for your relationship. But what I know is that it's going to be an above-average response. You know, do you want to lead that, a life that is above-average? We can experience that. We can experience that today. Um, and that way we can live a life that is anything but average. Thank you very much. Amen. You are dismissed.